God is good. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. He is good. He is exceptionally good. And God wants to show his goodness this morning, I believe. Um, we are in a series right now on the Holy Spirit. And we've been talking about the Holy Spirit for the last few weeks. And I mentioned in previous sermons why this is so important for us. And it's because generally speaking, I believe in the church, in particular the North American church, the topic of the Holy Spirit is very seldom talked about, if at all, ever. And not only that, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, which is crucial for the church, is pushed out. And um, we don't want to see that because that's sad when that happens. Holy Spirit is the one that brings new life. The Holy Spirit is the one that brings healing. The Holy Spirit is the one that sets the captives free. And, and, and all these wonderful things that the Lord is wanting to do in the earth, the Holy Spirit is the one that does that in the life of his people, the body of Christ. And if we don't release the Holy Spirit, uh, to do the works, then that's a sad thing. And, and the church begins to, to die, and we don't want to see that. And that is, unfortunately, a trend that we are seeing in Canada. And so that's why, partly, I wanted to talk on the Holy Spirit. And so in this series, we talked about, first of all, the person of the Holy Spirit. And it's very important for us to know that the Holy Spirit is not an it, that the Holy Spirit is a person, that the Holy Spirit has emotions, has feelings, can be grieved, can be um, worshipped, can be exalted. And we talked about how the Holy Spirit is God, that he's one of the, the, the third person of the Trinity, that he is God, and that we worship the Holy Spirit, that we can talk to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gives us direction. We looked at passages in the book of Acts, how the Holy Spirit spoke to Paul, how the Holy Spirit spoke to the disciples, told them to do this, to go here, and, and so on, to bring wisdom and understanding. And so we talked about those things. And um, last week I talked about more about what the Holy Spirit does. And so the first part of our series was on who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is God. And then last week, we shifted gears a bit and, said, and started talking about what the Holy Spirit does. And last week, we talked about how the Holy Spirit does renovating work in our hearts. And that's really one of the main things that the Holy Spirit does. In fact, it's one of the greatest miracles that we see. We could talk about all the wonderful miracles of the Holy Spirit, healings, signs, wonders. But I believe one of the greatest miracles is when a person who is far from God, suddenly sees Jesus for who he is. Suddenly comes to an understanding that they need Jesus and they come to Jesus. That is an incredible miracle. And we talked about Zacchaeus. And um, I can go on and on about Zacchaeus. That is just an incredible story of how Jesus spoke to someone that people would never have thought Jesus would have associated with, a tax collector. Like, I wish I could somehow bring a, like a similar thing into our day. I mean, for, for me being Korean, that's like um, South and North Korea. You know, they're, they're, they're two at op opposite ends. It's like, it's like a South Korean embracing, you know, a North Korean or a, like 
something like that, you know. It's just unheard of. And uh, Jesus said, I'm going to dine with you, Zacchaeus. And that moment with, with Jesus changed Zacchaeus' life totally. His heart was changed. He no longer worshipped money. He gave it away. And uh, it was just so, such a powerful thing that happened. Today we want to talk about, I want to talk about the empowering of the Holy Spirit for greater works. Now, I want to be honest with you. As you can see, there's no PowerPoint and there's no, really no notes. I have, I have my, my note here, note binder or journal here with very little written on it. And there's a reason for that. And I want to share with you just briefly about this. This past week, I, I had in my mind what I was going to say. I just, I had in my mind, okay, these are the things that I believe the Lord wants me to say, and, uh, but it was one of those busy weeks where I was like, okay, I'll get to it later, I'll get to it later, and usually by Thursday is when I leave that, and, I, and then Thursday is my sermon prep day, but Thursday was a very busy day, and so I never got around to writing my sermon at all, and so I thought, okay, no problem, it's in my heart, it's in my mind. I just trust that God's going to put it together. And so I was like, I'll do it Saturday. So yesterday comes, and I'm sitting there, and I'm typing away on the empowering works of the Holy Spirit. And I'm typing, and I'm typing. And it's like, this isn't isn't it. This is not what God wants me to say today. And if you've been here at Trinity for the last at least five years that I've been pastor at Trinity, I've done this maybe twice or three times where I say, hey, I had a sermon, but God derailed it, and I have no idea what's going to happen, right? Well, today's one of those days, okay? The Lord spoke to me last night, and I was like, God, I don't, it's not coming together. In fact, all that I did, all the work that I put into this sermon for today, I felt the Lord saying, that's for next week. And I'm like, really? Well, what's for today? <laughs> and, and it's like 10.30 at night. I'm like, Lord, what's going on here? And, and the Lord just said, trust me. I'll fill your mouth with my words. And I'm like, I don't like it when you say that, God. <laughs> I really don't. It's, I want to tell you, this is, uh, talk about being nervous standing in front of people. This, this, when you have nothing to share on paper is super Oh, man, Lord, you got to do something. And so this morning I got up. I was actually thinking the Lord was going to speak to me in my dream. You know, give me my sermon in my dream, and then I'll just share it. But nope. No, I woke up. No dream, nothing. I was like, oh, man. And so I get into the shower this morning, and you know what? The Lord often speaks to me for some reason when I'm in the shower, okay? Maybe that's my prayer closet. I don't know, Okay. But I heard that I'm not alone. There's others who, you know, God speaks to you in, in the shower. So anyway, I'm in the shower. And the Lord's, this idea just came into my mind. And it was, why would you teach on the empowering of the Holy Spirit when you can demonstrate it? I was like, what? But God, what does that even mean? Because the whole thing that I was preparing was that In North America, in North American churches, we put so much emphasis on the teaching ministry. And and don't get me wrong, I love hearing great sermons. And I'm sure most of you would say, yeah, I love to hear great sermons. And, And like, we hear great preachers out there. We can, 
You can download apps. You can listen to them online. You can, you know, there's just so much good teaching out there. But we've, in, in, in particular in North America, we've put such a heavy emphasis on the teaching that all the other works of the ministry, where are they? It's like it doesn't happen in a church service. And that's where it should happen. It, 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 don't you think so? Right? And I'm like, okay, God, so don't teach on the empowering of the Holy Spirit. That makes sense. Well, how do we demonstrate it? And, and God didn't say anything to me. And so that's where I'm at right now. Okay? And, uh, but one thing I have is this. And it's, it's a passage from the book of John. He gave me this one verse. And it's John chapter 14, verse 12. And so if you have your Bible, sorry, I don't have the PowerPoint. But John chapter 14, verse 12 All right, John 14, verse 12. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father Yes, ask me anything in my name, and I will do it. Let's pray. Father, (laughs) our eyes are on you. You're the teacher. You're the shepherd. You're the apostle. You're the prophet. You're the evangelist. You are the great I am. You are all things. And Lord, we look to you now because we know that you have a plan for this church, that you have a plan for each and every person who is here this morning, and it's a good plan. And Father, sometimes that plan is way bigger than we could ever ask or imagine. God, I just pray that you would do what only you can do this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm just going to talk a little bit on John 14:12. And then what I think is going to happen, I'm just going to do some prophetic things. And then we're going to have a time of prayer. I believe that's what's going to happen this morning. It's going to be a bit of a different service, okay? So John 14:12. When I first came to the Lord 13 years ago. I'm a young Christian actually, 13 14 years ago. I remember I was being discipled, and the first book that I was being discipled through was the book of John. And we came to the 14th chapter, verse 12, and I was stuck on that verse. What does that mean? Jesus said that if you believe in him, the works that he does, we will do. Greater works than these you will do. And I was like, I was stuck. It was one of those verses where you read it and you can do one of a couple things. You can ignore it. Just be like, nope, I didn't read that. Or you could say, oh, there's an explanation. You know, that's probably for that time. And Jesus was talking to someone else, not me. (laughs) Okay. 
Or you look at it and you're like, no, this is for us now. This is for the church today. And that's where I was. I was stuck. I was like, God, is this verse for today? Because if it is, where is this happening? And I couldn't see it happening. And this, it, I was on a journey, for the, and I'm still on this journey, unpacking John chapter 14, verse 12. And I remember I went to my uh, pastor at the time, uh, the church that I grew up in. Great church, fantastic church. God's doing wonderful things there. They're growing. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, but I asked the pastor, I said, Pastor, what does John 14, 12 mean? Does it seriously mean that we will do the things that Jesus did and greater works? I mean, we're talking about greater works than what Jesus did. He turned water into wine. He, he healed the sick. People that were born blind were healed. The deaf that could not hear would suddenly hear. Those who had, like the woman with the issue of blood, she was healed 12 years and she was healed. Are you saying that we're going to see these? Lazarus was raised from the dead. Surely he couldn't have meant that we would see these things. And so I went to my pastor. What's the deal? Like, is that what that means? And you know what? He didn't really answer me. And I was like, not really satisfied with what he said. You know, this is what he said. He's like, you know, James, that's a very good question. You should seek the Lord on that one. And at the time I was like, what? But now as a pastor looking back, I'm like, oh, that was good. That that was a good answer, actually. I I probably would have said that to myself, you know, 13, 14 years ago. Um, But yeah, and you know what? I I actually did what he said. I did seek out the Lord on that. And I've been on a journey ever since. And that journey has taken me all over the place. I've been to see different healing ministries. I mean, I'd go to Benny Hinn conferences. I went to see Todd Bentley. I went to see, you know, go to Catch the Fire Church and see all the the big-name speakers out there, Randy Clark and Bobby Connor and all these big-name healing evangelists and so on. And, And you know what? I just, I was like, you know, there's got to be more. God, what is this talk? What are you doing? And I believe that the Lord has been speaking to me, and not just myself, but many other people in the body of Christ today, that it's not about these big name people. And it's not going to be about that anymore. It's not going to be about the one evangelist that fills the stadiums and people come and they just, you know, they try to go to receive something and some do and most don't. You know, it's it's not going to be that. That's not going to be what God's going to do now. God is going to do a work, an empowering work among everyday followers of Jesus who will say yes and amen to the Lord. Yes and amen to the Lord. God, I will do what you've called me to do. Now, I believe that there are going to be mantles, mantles of healing, mantles of the prophetic ministry downloaded here in this church and today in this service, I believe. Now, I just want to share a couple of things too. God is doing a really neat work here at Trinity. There is a shift happening, a major, it's like a, it's like a big shift taking place in the spiritual realm. God is doing a new thing here in our church and it's exciting to see one of the things that we're seeing is a swelling of our prayer, prayer uh, ministry. And so I remember we've been doing you know, prayer in the portable for many years. And um, in that time, we've seen maybe on average 10, 
10 folks, would you say? About 10 to 12 people coming out to a prayer meeting. And uh, sometimes it would, it would be maybe just five, um, depending on the weather. If it's too hot, if it's too cold, we'd see maybe five or six people. And at most, it'd be like 12. But in the last little while, we've seen the prayer meeting swell to 27, close to 30. And uh, not only that, not only are the numbers growing, but the powerful presence of God is in that portable and I believe it's not just going to be there. It's going to be in here as well. Okay. God is doing a really cool thing. Now, I was going to center out Hemi and Leela, and I don't see them here this morning. But there's a new couple that's at our church called Hemi and Leela. And actually, the story is that, I think this is the story, that they saw the carnival that we put on in the summer. And they're like, that's interesting. A church would do that. Uh, maybe we should go to that church. And um, so they came. They came on a Tuesday or I can't remember exactly. On a, we were having a board meeting, I believe. And they came in. They're like, hey, there's cars in the parking lot. Are you guys having a service right now? And we're like, oh, no, it's just a meeting. But why don't you come back on Sunday? Our services are at 10 a.m. And, and so they came. And then I believe, Lori, when they came, you invited them out to a Wednesday night prayer. This past Wednesday, and they've been coming almost every Wednesday, uh, and it's just been remarkable to see the change that's taking place in their lives. Uh, they were not uh, followers of Jesus from what I, what I know of them, the little that I know of them. Yeah, and, and, I, and God's doing a work in them, a quick work in them to bring them to salvation and just seeing really neat things happen in their lives. But anyway, so... Um, this past Wednesday, we're in the prayer meeting, and they came in late. And Hemi told me, he's like, you need to share this on Sunday. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I don't even know what's happening Sunday. So, okay, I guess I am sharing it now. But uh, Hemi's like, I want you to share this on Sunday. I was like, okay. He came, and Hemi and Leela have been going through like a a big struggle. And they were... um, Angry, frustrated, um, just a lot of things are happening in their lives. I won't go into details, um, but they came into the prayer meeting feeling a weight of heaviness on them. And they came in and instantly that weight came off. Right, David? That's what they, he said to you. That weight came off. And he's like, you know, I came here, I was frustrated, I was upset, and I was just so fearful and anxious, and all of a sudden, that's gone. You know, and it's like, what's the explanation? We didn't take time to even pray for him. He just walked in. It was the presence of God that completely took that weight off of him. He had a big smile on his face. He began praying for people. I mean, it was amazing to see this instant transformation. And it's not because the pastor prayed over him. In fact, I was sitting back and just watching what the Holy Spirit's doing. It's phenomenal to see that. And and church, listen, this is going to be the new normal, the new paradigm for Trinity Evangelical Missionary Church. You know, prophetically, it's been spoken about our church that Trinity is a healing center, a place where people can come to receive healing, to receive physical healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing. And we're seeing that 
And it's beautiful to see that. And guess what? A bulk of that ministry is not going to happen through Pastor James. A bulk of that ministry is not going to happen through me laying on of hands on the sick. It's going to happen through you. Through you. Do you believe that? It's going to happen through you. As you begin to pray for people, as you begin to release the kingdom of God on people, it's going to happen. You know, the last time, I, re- I remember the last time I did this, where I had a sermon, God said, nope. Um, the last time we did this, we had a time of prayer, and I was just standing up here, and a lady in our service, in our church, came up for prayer for healing, she had a tumor, and through prayer, that tumor disappeared. That was an incredible testimony. In fact, that story, it still rocks me to this day. Because, I mean, this person went to the doctor, went to the hospital, and the doctor was the one to confirm that the tumor was gone. And I'm just like, yes, Jesus! And I didn't do anything! The pastor didn't do anything. You did. The church did. That's going to be the new normal. That's the new paradigm. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. So let's just take a moment. I want you to bow your heads. I believe the Lord is going to release mantles over you this morning. Now, there are some of us here this morning, the Lord has spoken to you. The Lord has already given you a vision of how he's going to use you, whether it was through a prophetic word or through a vision that he's given you personally. You've received that, but it was years ago. And it was a promise that you held on to, but you let go of in recent days. And you've let go of it because of many different factors, but one of which is, why would God use me that way? This lie that the the, the enemy has been feeding you, why would God use me that way? Look at me, I am a sinner, I I, I just don't measure up, I, I can't, God could not possibly use me. And I believe there are at least two or three people here this morning that have that, 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 that's the, that's what you're experiencing. I want to pray for you because it's not true. I want to just just break that lie off of you in Jesus' name. So, Father, you know exactly who we are talking about. I pray, Lord God, that you would bring revelation upon those people who have let go of the promise that you've given them, who have thought thoughts that I could never possibly be used by God. Look at me. Look at my life. God, I pray that you would give them a paradigm shift in their minds. Lord God, that it is you that does the work through them anyway. And you use the weak things to confound the wise. That Lord, you like to do that. That you like to show your glory through weak vessels, through jars of clay. And so God, I pray for a paradigm shift to take place in those, in those people's hearts. And and Lord, I pray that that healing mantle would come upon them now, that as they pray for the sick, as they pray for those who are in need of healing, Lord, that 
that those people would recover and that you would bring them into that ministry, Lord, in Jesus' name. There are some of us here today, um, you've prayed for healing before and uh, God hasn't healed. And there are times where um, you really sensed, oh, God telling you to pray for a certain person for healing and it didn't happen. And so you've taken a few steps back. Um, But I just want to tell you that God was more looking, was looking more at your obedience than the results. God was looking for your obedience more than the results because the results aren't up to you. They're up to God. And I just want to encourage you this morning to keep trusting that the Lord can use you and that the promises that have been spoken over you are true. And so, Father, we pray for that healing mantle to come upon those people who may resonate with what, what was just said. There are some of us here this morning, God is speaking to you more these days. And in unusual ways, he's giving you pictures, he's giving you dreams and visions. He's giving you a vision to run towards. God is a God of vision, and he's giving you that vision. But the enemy is trying to make you think that it's not from God. Ah, it's just not possible. It's impossible. Well, I just want to speak over those visions. God, I pray that you would silence the mouth of the enemy. And that, Lord, you would give those people who have a vision, that you've given a vision to run towards for their ministry. There's ministry callings in this church right now. Um, And unique, very unique ministries. Um, Actually, some of them we heard of in the prayer portable on Wednesday, women's ministry and and so on. Um, There's there's men's ministries. And, um, Father, there are so many things that you are wanting to birth in this church. And there are people that you've spoken to about leading these ministries. And and God, the enemy is trying to thwart your plans. I come against all those in Jesus' name. We silence the work of the enemy. God, I pray that your voice would trump all the voices of the enemy and their own voice of discouragement and unworthiness. And we come against all those in Jesus' name. There are some who are called to the prophetic ministry. You know, at at Trinity, we are seeing a growing number of prophetic uh, intercessors rise up. And it's so, so exciting. And um, there's a reason for that. I believe that that God is raising up the prophetic, not just at Trinity, but all across this region. um, Because we're going to be a voice that that cries out, you know, make straight the path of the Lord. And uh, we're living in a time where, you know, Jesus is going to come back soon. Um, But before he comes back, there's going to be a mighty outpouring of the spirit of revival. And uh, because Jesus is coming back for a bride and um, that outpouring of the spirit is going to uh, bring that bride into her rightful place. And so 
I just, I, I, I believe that there are people here, the Lord's been speaking to you in, in prophetic ways and um, you have not been given the opportunity to minister in the giftings that you have been given. And partly that's the church structure, partly that's um, just not used to it. Um, but the Lord is going to open up avenues for you. And um, on, on Wednesday nights, that's where the prophetic ministry, uh, that's where we come together and we practice our ministry, practice our prophetic giftings. And I just want to release you. Some of us here, you, you know, the Lord has given you that gift, but you're afraid to use it because it's like, oh, what if it's not from God? Oh, what if it's not true? Um, but God wants you to trust him. And it's like, it's like walking out of the boat. It's like taking a step of faith out onto water. And I believe that the Lord is calling you out of the boat. And there's a number of us here uh, that this applies to. And I just speak over you right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for the mantle of the prophetic ministry that you are releasing in this church. And it's for a very real purpose, Lord God, uh, to bring the body of Christ back into covenant with you, but also to bring your heart, your heart out in the open. That God, you are a God of love. That you love us. And Lord, that message needs to be preached more and more and more and more to a dying, hopeless world. And so, Lord, you are releasing the prophets to do that in this church and in this region, in churches all across this region. Father, I thank you for what you are doing. You are restoring the prophetic ministry. And I pray, Lord God, that A, that you would help us to grow strong in that gifting, but also that you would help us discern well. God, we don't want to miss the mark and, 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 and create hurts using this ministry. We want to be aligned with your spirit. And so, God, we ask that you would give us wisdom on how to do that and how to do that well. And so I just want to encourage you now to just, you know, have your hands like out in front of you like you are about to receive a gift. And by faith, we're going to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. But what you receive is not necessarily going to be the same as what the person next to you is going to receive. I don't know exactly what it is for, uh, for you, but I believe the Lord knows exactly what that is. And so we're just going to pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the empowering work that you do in our lives that you empower us for the work of the ministry and that, Lord, your, your word says that we would do the things that Jesus did and that's what following Jesus means, to do what he did, not just study about it, but to do it. And so, Father, we thank you for what you're doing and it's not going to be one person doing the work. It's going to be your church, your body. And so, Father, would you release your Holy Spirit now and, 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 and release those giftings upon your people now we pray for a release of the healing gifts. We pray for a release of the prophetic gifts. God, we pray for a release of evangelistic uh, ministries. We pray for a release of the apostolic ministry. God, the teachers, we pray that you would give them extra revelation of the word of God so that they would have avenues to teach your word in a way that brings transformation. God, the shepherds that are here, we pray that you would download love in a powerful way because without love, all this is meaningless. It's just, it's 
we're, we're, we're noisy gongs and clanging cymbals. We need the shepherds. And so, Lord, we pray for a release of your love uh, upon the shepherds in this church. And so, God, would you do a new thing now in Jesus' name? In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen.